Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. Before we start today's episode, we want to offer a trigger warning for all the things discussed in these chapters. So suicide, assault, fighting in war and death, self-harm. It's all in here. We try to make it fun, but please take care of yourself. Chapter 24, Snap Decision. I lay face down across the sleeping bag, waiting for justice to find me. Maybe an avalanche would bury me here. I wished it would. I never wanted to have to see my face in the mirror again. I'm Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And this is Hot and Bothered Twilight Quarantine. Now, I know what many of you are thinking. You're thinking, wait, that's the beginning of chapter 24, and we should be on chapter 23. But do you know what we did again? Julia, what did we do? Skip. Exactly. We're playing another skip card because chapter 23 is trash. In this chapter, Jacob is like, I'm going to kill myself unless you kiss me. And then he physically holds Bella against him until she acquiesces and kisses him back. And then she somehow convinces herself that she is in love with Jacob because her body had like a physical response to being kissed. Like new evidence of Jacob's penchant for assaulting and manipulating Bella show up in chapter 23. But we don't have anything new to say about it. It's just more awful. And also, we hated reading it. It's so rapey. And we just don't think you want to hear about that as you, like, tune into a fun comedy-adjacent podcast. Comedy-striving podcast. Comedy-attempt podcast. Yeah. For the last, I don't know. 600 pages of the series, we've heard Jacob say again and again that Bella is in love with him and Bella always says no. And I think Vanessa and I have been understanding that as Bella not being in love with him. But recently it's become clear that like the overarching plot and like emotions of the book actually think that Bella is in love with him. And this chapter really solidifies that where it's like, 
all these chapters when Bella was saying no, she actually just didn't know what she wanted. It's like a fun, dramatic realization as opposed to how Vanessa and I have been reading it, which was like incredibly depressing and tragic. It definitely doesn't respect the idea that no means no. It's saying women don't know what they want. You shouldn't believe when when they say no, they will eventually say yes. Very sad to see that happen on the page. I don't recommend reading it. I don't recommend talking about it. Don't go back and reread it. I told you everything you need to know. Jacob forces Bella to kiss him, threatens to commit suicide if she doesn't. She kisses him and then convinces herself that she's in love with him, even though I'm pretty sure that all that happened is like her nipples got hard. And it's cold. So it means nothing. It means nothing. She's just like, oh, my God, my nipples. I must be in love with him. And it's like, no. So skip, skip, skip. Are you ready to recap chapter 24? Because chapter 23 doesn't exist. Chapter 23, what? Yeah. This is how I count. 20, 21, 22, 24. It's famous. Yeah. That's how I like to count. (laughs) Okay, count me in. On your mark, get set, go. This chapter starts pretty dark. Bella is really upset about the kiss. Edward is very supportive. Mature King is back. (laughs) He says, you can do whatever you want. I love you. Like, do you? Don't be sad. I'm not mad. Whatever. She's still really sad. Okay. Then Victoria comes and it's a fight and Seth leaves and then Seth comes back and there's Riley and he fights Seth and then Victoria fights Edward and then um, Riley gets dismembered and they, they both die and Bella stabs herself and everything's fine. Does Bella stab herself? She's like about to stab herself. That is a great question. I believe she stabs herself, but the moment of the stabbing is omitted from her first person monologue. Oh, interesting. I thought she like was about to stab herself and didn't. I respect that reading and it is unclear. Okay, great. Count me in. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So Bella's like, I can't believe I did that. I want to die. Oh, I know how I'll feel better. Edward have sex with me. And Edward's like, no, it's cold. And like, no. And she's like, uh, fine. And then the fight starts. And yeah, Victoria's pretending to be in love with Riley. And Riley is like, I will kill for her. And Edward's like, dude, she's not in love with you. She's playing you. Um, which is like, I think really sad. And then, yeah, Seth and Edward team up and Victoria and Riley die. Woohoo! Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'll say it's also good we skipped chapter 23 because we really couldn't do with another non-fight chapter. Absolutely. So my breaking news is that we finally get the fight. And I was so scared at the beginning of this chapter because the beginning of this chapter is Edward narrating the fight through Seth communicating with the rest of the pack who's like down at the bottom of the hill or wherever fighting. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for this fight scene forever. And am I not actually going to get to see it? But luckily, I got a fight scene. I didn't realize I was so bloodthirsty. And like the other piece of breaking news is that then I hated the fight scene. I was like, ah, I hate fight scenes. So it really built me up. And then I was like, damn it. I don't even like this. I was going to say it's a testament to the power of these books that Vanessa, who is so anti-violence and fights in books, was finally like, blood. <laughs> <laughs> Let them tear each other apart. Yeah. Tear each other apart. What about you, Julia? What's your breaking news? That Edward is 
amenable to polyamory? I know. This was a total shift. Yeah. When he finds out that Jacob and Bella kissed, he says, you can have whatever part of me you want. And if you need to find things elsewhere, I respect you. And like, just be happy. I was like, oh, what a change. She's never going to take you up on it, but it was a nice thought. Yeah. And he's like, I know you love Jacob. You love me more. And like, that's enough for me. And I'm confident in myself to like know that people are complicated. Yeah. And you can hold feelings for multiple people. True. Mature king. The other thing that like breaking news, I just like don't know if we like focus on this enough in the 30 second recap is that Edward tells Bella, Jacob manipulated you. He was never going to kill himself. He just was going to do anything to get you to kiss him. Yeah. It's a very dark situation. I think Edward realizes that. Yeah. He's trying. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other pieces of breaking news? In this chapter, we literally got the most interesting one-off line I have ever read, like, in any book series. Apparently, there are werewolves in Siberia. I have been wondering for so long the scope of werewolfitis, vampiritis, supernatural-itis in the world, and we just get, like, a little Easter egg to, like, dropped in. I can't believe that this surprises you. Obviously, werewolves go up to Alaska because they, like, run really fast. Alaska is attached to Russia, as Sarah Palin can tell us. So they just, like, run across to Russia, and they hang out in Siberia. Why does this surprise you? Because no one's ever told me before. Sarah Palin tried to tell you. (laughs) So that's what happened in 2008. I should have listened to her. This is what I get for not respecting women's voices. (laughs) (laughs) And one last thing, we find out that Emmett is having the time of his life in this fight. And I just, instead of Midnight Sun, I want a book called like Bulked Up Moon or something where it's just from Emmett's perspective. I don't think I've ever read a book from the perspective of a bro. And I'm desperate for it. I just, like, want to call bullshit on you desperately wanting to read a book from the perspective of a bro. Emmett is the only bro I care about. Okay. From the perspective of Emmett, I buy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But from any old bro, you would not like that book. Did you have any genuine enjoyment? I did. Do you mind reading us the opening sentence of the chapter again? Happily. I lay face down across the sleeping bag waiting for justice to find me. I love that Bella calls Edward justice. She's waiting for Edward to find her. And she calls him justice, which makes me think that he is a superhero with a big J on his chest and a cape. And he shows up in the tent and gets into superhero pose and says, justice is here. And then Bella goes, I've been waiting for you. Wow. And they like fly off together. I mean, that was one of Bella's theories in the first book was that he was a superhero. He is. He's a superhero called Justice. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, what about you? Did you have any moments of genuine enjoyment? Well, there was objectively the best moment in the chapter, which neither of us have touched on, when Seth tears Riley's arm off, and then you think Victoria is about to kill Bella. Bella's unprotected. And then Edward chucks Riley's detached arm and hits (laughs) Victoria in the head. That's hilarious. It was so ridiculous. I've never read a fight scene with anything like that. I agree. I was into it. It's like very campy and like what I would expect like a campy vampire book to have. And it's great. I wish these books were more like that. Yeah, it made me excited for Eclipse the movie. I'm like, are they going to do it? Are they brave enough to show the truth of what happened? (laughs) I hate when documentarians tear away at the last (laughs) moment from the brutal truths of war. Exactly. So, Julia, we have this section for questions and concerns. And I think we're just like questioning and concerned about this whole book at this point. But there is a lot of talk of Bella being willing to kill herself, right? Being willing to stab herself, sort of wanting to. She says at one point, let me suffer. I deserve it. There's just like a lot of suicidal ideation and at least almost an attempt. So that was really upsetting. And we are concerned about Bella and for Bella. And it's why we encourage you to skip reading the books. What's your first piece of advice? My first piece of advice is to Bella, who I still will argue is like writing this book. And I think she should title this chapter better. The title of the chapter is Snap Decision. And I think what she is referring to is the snap decision to try to maybe stab herself in the arm. And that is not a snap decision. She has been thinking about sacrificing herself forever. And so I'm like, that's not what a snap decision is. You've been thinking about this for literal ever. That is very interesting. I had a different idea about what the snap decision was, but I was equally confused about it. I thought it was about Victoria going to fight because Edward says, Victoria crossed my scent following the newborns in to watch. She never meant to fight with them. She made a spur of the moment decision to find me, guessing you would be wherever I was. So it's like she always was never going to fight, but also it was a snap decision. So I'm also confused. Yeah, I buy that it could be that, but it's also not a snap decision. So I thought we could maybe brainstorm some better titles for the chapter, like more of the same. The fight. (laughs) Fight, fight, fight. Edward's into polyamory. Mm. Poor Riley, you deserved better. Mm -hmm. Watch out for that arm. (laughs) Right. Okay. I feel like Bella, the writer, we're just like, quick brainstorm. We hope you're inspired by it. (laughs) Julia, what advice do you have? This advice is for Bella. I'm going back on everything I said earlier. You should not have sex with Edward right now. (laughs) Two minutes before a giant fight starts is not the time to have sex with someone. And knowing that Victoria is coming, like imagine her walking in on their first time. Like it's just so stressful. 
and wrong. She's like, I want all of you. It's like everyone is about to die down there. Like just hold out for 15 minutes and then you could do celebration sex. Yeah, I agree. This is the first time that it's like, nope, Bella, we always want you to have all the sex you want, but not now. Not now. Not now. And Edward's reasoning is like, first, it's cold. <laughs> it's like the first should be like, um, my family's about to die down there. I'd like to like tune into what's going on. Sorry, I don't want to multitask deflowering both of us while simultaneously listening to Alice run away from her murder. It's like, we know you can think about multiple things at once, Edward, but like, this is too much. (laughs) She's asking too much of you, Edward. What's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is also to Bella. Bella keeps talking about Victoria's voice that is like high pitch and girly It's like really supposed to lead us to believe that like ultra femme voices are like annoying and evil. And I don't like that. So Bella, don't shame women's voices. People sound like what they sound like. So the line, no, Victoria cried her baby voice shrill with disbelief. Like what? No. (laughs) Like it's none of your business. That's how she talks. fight her body and the fact that she wants to murder you why are you like mocking her voice i mean it would just take it to another level if edward was like i can't believe you sound like (laughs) when he's trying to psychologically torture her about how james never loved her it's like in your voice that's embarrassing I would actually respect it as psychological warfare. Yeah. Like if they were trying to distract Victoria and were like, oh, do you not want me to kill you? <laughs> like that would be funny. And like I respect <laughs> it. But that's not what's happening. It's Bella's inner monologue, like telling us this evil woman, you know, she's evil. She has red hair and a baby voice. I as a reader am supposed to be like that checks out. <laughs> So, yeah, my advice to Bella is, like, in war, turn all of your, like, horrible thoughts into strategy or try to not have your horrible thoughts. Yeah. Or at least don't write them down in the book that you're writing me. (laughs) Um, What's your second piece of advice? I have advice for Victoria. This is not just her problem. This happens a lot. But this whole, like, tit-for-tat revenge thing, like, I think she should just kill Edward. She's trying to kill Bella because... Edward killed James and they were a partner. But Edward is the bad actor here. And also, it doesn't make sense because Bella would rather die than have Edward die. So if Victoria were to kill Edward, Bella would be suffering in the way that would be satisfying to Victoria. So I just don't think her strategy is good. And ultimately, she dies probably because she was trying to go after Bella instead of focusing on killing Edward. Such a good point. Okay, it's time for Reality TV Corner. Julia, last season on The Bachelorette, Victoria broke Riley's heart. This season of The Bachelor, we are wondering, can Riley find love again? So this chapter, we meet Riley. He dies at the end. However, in the meantime, he's very young. He has bright red eyes. He's Bella's age. And Victoria has said that she loved him. And then Edward is like, she was lying to you. You're a sucker. Then he dies for her anyways, so Edward's plan didn't work. Right. Edward is like, she's hung up on her ex, Riley. She kept you till the end of The Bachelor. She kept giving you roses, but, like, you were just the patsy to keep the ratings up. Totally. Producer fodder. Okay, so we thought that 
obviously what would happen is that Riley would become the bachelor for the next season. And so we are proposing characters who we think should be contestants on this season of The Bachelor and describing what the date would be with Riley. Julia, would you like to go first? I would love to. So I think that Riley should go on a two-on-one with Esme and Carlisle. Can you explain to those of us who don't watch The Bachelor what a two-on-one is? Is he dating them as a couple or is he like gives a rose to one of them at the end? So I am proposing it as they both could stay at the end and it could be as a couple, but I guess he could choose between the two of them. He has that power now that he's the bachelor. So I'm going to send them to the movies so we can get some like good old fashioned new moon Riley between Esme and Carlisle, both holding their hands <laughs> open to hold like Mike and Jacob did back when we liked Jacob. I think that would be really fun. And I feel like they have such a strong relationship. He can learn from them. He can learn that he doesn't have to kill people. I think he could just be really inspired by their love. And even if it doesn't work out romantically, like I think he would learn a lot. Oh, I love that. Mine is also educational. (laughs) Learn something on your dates, folks. Mine is that I think Jasper should be a contestant on this season of The Bachelor. And I think that Riley and Jasper should go on one of those like trip dates, right? Where they like travel somewhere. That's a thing, right? Yeah. And there's like a helicopter involved. Uh And I think that they should go on a tour of Gettysburg. So that Jasper can confront his past and they together can grieve the like chaos that they have caused by murdering so many people. Riley has turned a bunch of people into newborn vampires. And I think that, you know, vulnerability is a really great way to like bond with someone and see if your vulnerability can like match and take care of each other or if your vulnerability is like toxic for one another. And then at the end, I think that there should be some like crossover. And I think that they should have like a therapy social work session with Cromo from Queer Eye because I'm asking them to go on like a real emotional journey. And I think you need someone to help you process that after Mm -hmm. the fact. And Jasper has also tried to kill Bella, (laughs) something they have in common. And we get a little nod to that because when Bella goes to stab herself with that rock, she's like, I'm going to stab myself where I had that scar that Jasper gave me. Yeah. So... Go on Instagram and vote as to who you think Riley gives a rose to, Jasper or Carlisle Nesme. Um, Julia, what do you want to put in Bella's care package? I want to give her some Icy Hot. I just feel like she's going to be sore after this. No matter what happened, even if she was standing completely still, like I feel like she's going to be sore. So she's getting some Icy Hot from me. She's going to be sore from like Jacob holding her too tight, forcing her to kiss him. Yeah. She'll get a double double batch. I want to send her and Edward on like a really romantic weekend away. I feel like after something so stressful, you need a place to like decompress. And that way they can have sex in a not two minutes before a battle situation. And she deserves like after a night of sleeping in like the freezing snow, she like deserves like a warm, cushy bed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sending them for a spa weekend. Nice. So now that the plot of the book is over, what do you think is going to happen next chapter? I don't know. Alice is going to like force Bella to start planning the wedding. Yeah. For symmetry, maybe Angela is going to come over and help Bella address envelopes. Wow, that's cute. Before we end today, we want to make a bittersweet announcement, which is that we have decided to stop making Twilight in quarantine at the end of Eclipse. We started this project at the beginning of quarantine, which is 
which is almost a year ago. And we started it as like a joyful, like fun thing to do during a really dark time. And as the books have gotten darker and more troubling, it just has become much less fun. And so we will do this for a full year and we will finish Eclipse. And then we are also going to do one episode on all of Breaking Dawn. So Julia and I are going to binge read Breaking Dawn and do a regular episode. For those of you on Patreon, we are still in March, April, and May going to do movie viewings. We are still going to release movie episodes. We are still going to release self-help tapes. So the Patreon is going to stay active. And then in June, we're going to launch something else in the Hot and Bothered feed, another romance-themed podcast and we won't leave you hanging for long on what that will be. We're really excited about it. Something else that I will do on Patreon in addition to the self-help tapes is talk about like fun, good romance novels again. That used to be a Patreon perk and I'll bring it back because there are fun ones that are not like Twilight. Yeah. I have a list of things that are a lot less scary than Twilight that people can read. Okay, everyone, let us know how you're feeling about all that. Email us, DM us. We'd love to hear from you. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, another Uno game from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced and edited by Ariana Nettleman. The show is conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I'm going to go walk to Siberia. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Wave goodbye to Sarah Palin, everyone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.